make money online. So, Kai, you do a, you talk a lot about podcast tours, and I think that's kind of a big component of your outreach. So, kind of a two parter to start. What is a podcast tour, and why why is it important for an outreach strategy? So, a podcast tour is the process of going on a tour of a tour across a lot of podcasts. We could think of it like a book tour, but it's on podcasts. It's it's important because with podcasts, you're able to reach a really narrow section of your target market, people who are highly invested listening to a podcast about a specific topic, and then you're able to show up, speak about your product, your service, your skills, gain a bit of star power from being invited on as a guest speaker and present your materials to the audience. So it's a really effective way to reach your ideal buyers, your best buyers, the people who are heavily interested, who are looking for information or answers. I really promote it for people who operate a software as a service company, are selling information products, or are selling consulting services. Because in each case, you have a very, very specific idea of who you're trying to serve. You might like, let's pick on a get trip for a second, an email marketing provider we both use. Uh, they're going after like the freelancer market or the uh, uh, product creator market or the software as a service market. In each of those cases, they're able to say, okay, we can think of podcasts that reach <clears throat> one of these audiences specifically. We'll just target those podcasts, appear on them. It looks like we're everywhere for a short to medium amount of time. And we have this opportunity to tell our exact target market what we're selling, how it solves the expensive problem they're experiencing, and how it could improve their business. So I really see podcast tours as an effective way to reach that tiny portion of best ideal buyers in your market, rather than writing pay-per-click ads or doing traditional content marketing and trying to reach everyone. I think podcasts really let you niche down and focus on the specific best buyers for whatever you're selling. Yeah. Oh, man, there's a lot in there. There's a lot. I have so many questions. Um, you know, I, I run a Kickstarter right now, and one of the things that kind of came out about it was a bunch of people came out of the woodwork and were like, do you want to speak about your book on my podcast? And I was like, well, of course, you know, <laughs> like, why would I say no to that? Um, but like, if you don't have a pedigree for recording a podcast, we're recording a podcast right now. People know me as somebody who does a lot of podcasts. How do you go about creating this? Because it sounds great on the surface, but I could easily imagine somebody being daunted by it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a couple points where people get daunted. And uh, I talked a bit about this in my talk at W Freelancing Conference in Virginia back in 2015. And I think it's the first, the first sort of point of daunt is people feel like they don't have anything interesting to share or they aren't enough of an authority to talk about something. If they are invited on, what the hell do I talk about? I try to dismiss that myth by saying, well, if you know enough to sell your services as a consultant, you're already in the business of solving problems for people. If you've created a thing, if you've written a book, if you're writing a book, you know enough about a topic. If, if you've created an application online that people could pay money for, you know enough about a topic, be it programming or be it the thing that the application does to talk about it. So whenever people hit me with the, I, I don't know enough to talk about a thing. I can't do podcasting. I'm like, well, are you in business? Can you, can we have a 10 minute conversation and you teach me something new? If those answers are yes, you're qualified for podcasting. The second area people usually have resistance in is like you just brought up, 
how, how do I, you know, get invited to the ball? How do I become part of this? And the the strategies I advocate are cold email outreach to podcast hosts to build a relationship with them. Uh, I frame this all as outreach marketing, talk about it in my book, the traffic manual, talk about it in my book, uh, the outreach blueprint. But basically it boils down to Figure out who your target market is. In the case of draft evidence, let's say you're going after, even though this is a simplified version of it, let's say you're going after an audience of designers. Okay, what podcasts do designers listen to? And great. Uh, what are three things, three interesting stories that come out of your book or the process of creating the book that you could tell? Okay, we have those elements. Now let's find the contact information for those podcast hosts and just pitch them. Say like, hey, I'm doing a thing. I think your audience would love to hear about it. Here's three interesting ways we could tell your audience about it. Three interesting things they'll learn through this process. Uh, does it sound interesting to you? If it does, just shoot me back a reply and let me know which topic makes the most sense for you. And what I found is podcasts and you know professional blogs, anything that produces content on a schedule is feeding a hungry, hungry beast. So if you, dear listener, show up semi-put together well enough to say, hey, I do this thing, I could teach your audience this thing, the podcast host is going to say, oh, wow, you've taken 90% of the work off of my table. I don't need to, you know, do any heavy lifting. You've shown you're qualified, you've shown up, you've shown you are intelligent enough to put together a couple pitches. Sure, let's chat. Sure, let's have you on the podcast. And it could really be that simple. Uh, uh, a couple strategies and tactics I recommend are if you're just getting started and you haven't done a lot of audio production or audio work or re recording work before, aim for smaller podcasts. Look for podcasts that your friends might just be starting and they're looking for guest number one or two and use those as an opportunity to just see well, what is it like to have a conversation over Skype as part of a podcast? What is it like to produce something like this? And every podcast you're on adds up to this this sort of platform of authority. I have clients who have gone from being on 10 podcasts to 50 plus podcasts over the time we've worked together. And we talk about it and we look at their site and suddenly it's like, oh, I've guessed it on a few podcasts, scrolling list across the screen. And <laughs> No client or prospect or customer is ever going to go listen to every one of them. They'll listen to two, three, maybe five if they're heavily invested. But just being able to say like, oh, I'm occasionally interviewed, you know, about my thoughts on freelancing or design or A-B testing or building a consulting business. Here's a list of 15 interviews I've been on. That communicates authority in a way that that few other things can. Writing a book can do that. Uh, impressive endorsements and testimonials can do that. Being on mainstream media can do that, but being on a number of podcasts, even if they're just small to medium-sized podcasts, shows that, hey, I'm interesting enough to be interviewed about this topic 15 times. Maybe we should work together on this topic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another thing I think is important, which we're kind of dancing around the point of right now, I think, is every time you guest on somebody else's podcast, you're expanding your audience by the audience of that podcast, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And you have a way to maybe put a call to action to funnel them into your mailing list or, you know, obviously the product if you're going on a tour to promote something like my Kickstarter, which you should be backing immediately, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so you end, what happens with that is, you end up not just preaching to the converted all the time because people already know you if they're on your mailing list and they've developed a relationship with you, but you have the ability to kind of play an away game and wow a bunch of strangers. And I think there's just so much to that. 
Entirely, entirely. Uh, all the growth on my mailing list over the past six months has come from guesting on podcasts and setting up what I've started to call catcher's mitts, which are either single serving or repeated use landing pages that your audience or the listeners can show up to and they could put their email address in and they could get something of value that doesn't imply a lot of work. So the whole idea is like you said, we're we're doing an away game. We want to convert some of these listeners to members of our audience. Well, how do we do that? There's, If you listen to podcasts, you'll often hear hosts say something like, so where can people find out more about you? And then the Twitter plug comes in. Well, you could follow me on Twitter at Twitter slash blah. But, and maybe some people do that, but your tweets are going to be lost in the stream. You're not going to have a strong relationship with these people. Maybe you do a little better and you're like, well, you could sign up for my newsletter at, you know, kydavis.com slash newsletter. And maybe a few people will do that, but what value are you promising there? If you just were on a podcast for 30 minutes talking about, let's say, uh, uh, you know, three mistakes you commonly make when you start A-B testing, well, You've given your the audience, the listeners, an idea of the topics you could talk about and the problems you could help them solve. What comes next needs to line up with that. It needs to, A, uh, not imply a lot of work for them. So you don't want to say download my 137-page guide on A-B testing since it will be like, oh, my God, it's work. I don't want to do this. And it also needs to be thematically connected to what you just spoke about. If you had a podcast talking about A-B testing mistakes, you don't want to put them on a page that's like, hey, great, sign up for my workshop on, I don't know, uh, uh, on building a better consulting business. You've given them some of A, and now you're hitting them with B, and they're going to be confused and react by hitting the back button. So I advocate setting up catcher's mitts, which are either pages on your site specifically targeting that podcast audience. Hey, make money online listeners. Thanks so much for visiting. Here's the thing I told you you could get or having standalone pages that you use for multiple different audiences. I think uh, Brennan Dunn does this incredibly well with his freepricingcourse.com, which is just a quick URL redirect to the free pricing course on his website. Philip Morgan does this incredibly well with positioningcrashcourse.com. I just started using the strategy on a landing page I put together at clientintakecheatsheet.com for a couple interviews and a, a guest article that's going live next month talking about, hey, here's a cheat sheet you could use for a better intake process for dealing with clients. And so whenever I'm on a podcast talking about building a better freelancing business, I'll probably touch on, hey, the importance of the client intake process. And now I'm able to say, well, hey, if you enjoyed hearing me talk about building a better consulting business, step one starts with defining a client intake process. And you could get started at clientintakecheatsheet.com where you'll get blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so there's this clear path from, oh, he's talking about this problem. He taught me about this problem. Here's where I get more resources about the problem. And on that page, I'm like, you're going to get a cheat sheet and you're going to get some email scripts that will help you. Does not imply a lot of work. It implies uh, uh, answers to the problem. What's the cost? An email address. So it's incredibly easy for somebody to sign up and get those things and then be moved into my audience. And now I could politely and persistently market to them about whatever comes down the funnel from there. But my entire goal is to go from podcast to website visitor, visitor to audience member and subscriber. Awesome. That's it. I mean, now now just profit. It's <laughs> pretty much it. I have no more questions. Um, yeah, I think this went really well. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much.